Tombstone Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss the movie Tombstone minute by minute. We're on minute 116. I'm your co-host, Rob, and with me... I'm Joe! It's Joe. Good friend, Joe. Joe, um, in this minute, uh, I was struggling to think of how to describe it because pretty much every minute this week can be described as, you know, why it is at Doc's bedside. Uh, for this one, I decided in this minute why it really wants to play cards. Uh, why it displays a continued lack of emotional tel- intelligence <laughs> and behaves selfishly. <laughs> I think we're being a, maybe a little harsh on him. I disagree. Okay, well, this is what that's what this week is all about. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace debate. It's right. Uh, so it starts out with. Uh, um, Doc Holliday saying that my hypocrisy knows no bounds. He is just sort of, in the previous minute, discussed how he's you know getting last rites and now is a uh, Catholic. Uh, and then uh, Y tells him that you know you aren't a hypocrite. You just like to sound like one. And then he hands him something. Uh, Wyatt hands Doc something. And I know if you're listening to this, you've probably seen the movie, um, but. As of right now, we don't know what that is. So, Joe, that's my first question to you. What did Wyatt hand Doc? Um, a warrant for his arrest. <laughs> oh, he turns. He just he turns on the last minute. He last, like his best friend on his deathbed. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've seen you do a lot of a lot of things that are bad. I'm sorry. Listen, you, you broke the law, and you know I can't let that stand. <laughs> I was thinking that your he execution gave... is tomorrow morning. <laughs> Hope you make it to then. Uh, I was thinking he gave him uh, the deed to Maddie's mine that he won earlier in the movie. Huh. It's like I got this for you, Maddie. Uh, she didn't. Uh, she didn't. I left her. I left Maddie. That's what happened. I left her for another woman, <laughs> and I took her mine with me. Uh, so they. So right away, we have uh, Wyatt takes his cards out and starts playing and mentions that uh, he thinks he's down $17. And uh, I believe he asks uh, he asks Doc, uh, how's he doing? And I bring that up because uh, right in front of me, we're going to talk a lot about this a lot this week. I have the uh, script to the movie. And when I say script, I mean the novel Tombstone <laughs> by Giles Tippett. Uh, so what actually, what he says is a little differently is why it says, uh, how you doing doc, which is what he says here. But then doc, uh, says rather an obvious question under the circumstances. Don't you agree? (laughs) A better one might be, how do you feel? So, you know, kind of like that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but so in this one, why just shakes his head and laughs a little, but on, in the movie, um, after Doc says that he's dying and asks how you are, uh, why it's just pretty much the same. And then Doc mentions that we can add self-pity to your list of frailties. So I still enjoy in this movie, like at this moment, you know, Doc still still got his wit. Yeah. But then Wyatt just um, it interrupts him and tries <laughs> to keep the conversation he desperately needs to be positive, positive. <laughs> Well, yeah, because he, he keeps he just wants to play this game, wants to keep. Um... <laughs> this is the story of a gambling addict. Yeah, 
who is uh, visiting the deathbed of his only enabler. It's too bad Maddie wasn't there because I can imagine the like gasps and looks she'd be given if she was out of if she was sober at all during this. Just, <gasps> just <sighs> Wyatt. He's not now is not the time. Oh my word. <laughs> Uh, so at this point, finally, Doc um, tries to, you know, get the point across and says, I don't want to play anymore. And that's uh, that's how this minute ends. Um, I did a little research on this minute, Joe. But b- before we get into that, uh, w- what are your thoughts? Personally, to me, if somebody's on their deathbed, and has a final request or two. And again, this is just me. Yeah. I do my best to honor it. And if I didn't want my friend to see me deteriorate and before his eyes, and I preferred to spend my final days alone, peacefully dying, <clears throat> if I told a friend that, I'd expect them to honor it. Well, at this point, though, he has not yet told him to leave, right? I mean, he's just what well, he t- told. He, it's already implied because he keeps saying, "You, no matter how many times I tell you, you keep coming back." Yeah, I might. Well, that's true. He does say that, but does I might disagree with you a little bit? Um, in that, in this situation, he knows. In, at least in this, the the narrative that this movie gives us with uh, Doc and Wyatt. Why it's the only person there for Doc, uh, and he's sort of like stubbornly going to keep coming and showing up and seeing Doc, um, and you know, just Doc telling him not to show up anymore isn't going to stop him from coming, just because at least Wyatt believes that his he should be there, and that might be selfish on it Wyatt's is. end, but it also might be you know who else is going to see Doc? He doesn't want to see anybody. Well, he's on drugs. He doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> Well, he's to be fair, he's he's always been on drugs. He's That's constantly true. drunk. I'm gonna start stopping by your house every day. Don't. Why? Because I'm not dying. <laughs> <laughs> we all are, Rob. <laughs> well, I did a little research, Joe, into what actually happened between Wyatt and Doc, and I believe this was mentioned earlier on the show. Maybe not. I think it was. I think maybe Brett mentioned it, but in real life. Wyatt and Doc had stopped talking in 1882, just shortly after this whole vendetta ride. Um, and no one really knows why, but apparently one theory is in a 1940 letter, a former New Mexico, the former New Mexico governor, Miguel Odero, suggested it was because Doc accused Earp of becoming a, quote, Jew boy. What? Uh, Earp was seeing a yeah, Earp was seeing a Jewish woman, Sarah Josephine Marcus. Apparently Josephine is Jewish and staying with prominent El- uh Albuquerque businessman Henry Jaffa, who is also a Jew. Uh this guy says that Earp became angry with Holiday and left. Wyatt reportedly had great respect for the Jewish faith, observing at least some of its customs and ultimately being buried in a Jewish cemetery. How about that? Hmm. So, so I'm glad they changed that because that would have been a really weird way to end the relationship in, in, in this movie between Doc and Wyatt. <laughs> Doc is revealed as an anti-Semite. Yeah. 
would have been bizarre. But apparently that is one thought. So what's kind of interesting is I think they met. I might be off by a year or two, but they met in like 1878 or so. Um, so in real life, this is like a four or five year long friendship, potentially, you know, an intense close one, but not an, entirely a really long time. And then they just sort of moved on with their lives differently. Now, if that's just their lives took them different places, um, or if this story is true about um, Doc, of all people, being the one who's um, an anti-Semite and all of this, uh, that's that's not a that's not fun. That's not, not a good a look. Fun. Not a good look for the old West, right there. Um, so yeah, I got that. I got that uh, little factoid. Do you have? Do you have anything else on uh, part? I think this is, I guess, part two of uh, Wyatt and Doc's uh, bedtime chat. Bedtime chat. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like when you have to explain death to your son? Are you going to refer to it as as bed bedtime? Uh, no, no, it's bedtime, but forever. I but I was just thinking that if maybe this has happened, maybe this is just my idea. But let's say, let's say you Joe decided to go into the medical field and you became incredibly famous. You made a lot of money. You you were you on more famous than I am for Tombstone Minutes. Yes. More famous. You worked on faces. You made people beautiful. The <laughs> best the best uh, people in Hollywood went to you. Mm-hmm. You're renowned for your work. You were a millionaire. You decided to uh, to to build and build or buy a beautiful mansion. Um, what would you call that mansion if you were a doctor? Oh my gosh! Uh, I'm just waiting. This is <laughs> you're not setting me up here. I know you're setting yourself up. I don't know, Rob. What would you call it? I would call it Bedside Manor. <laughs> Do you think a doctor's done that? Because it seems like such an easy idea. It's a great idea. Bedside Manor. I bet somebody's named their boat that. But I, I bet it, no doctor's ever named their home that. Their mansions? Bedside Manor? <laughs> There's something especially um, pretentious about calling your home a manor. Like, what's what differentiates a mansion from a manor? I just thought it was a term. I don't know. I didn't know if it actually if there's a if there's an actual difference. Um, a oh, a manor some... is a large country house with lands, the principal okay. house of a landed estate. Okay. So a manor would be for a wealthy person who controls a large, large plot of land with multiple homes and buildings on it. Potentially, Henry Hooker had a manor. I suppose. If, like, I, I guess the, the, the birth of that term would have been pre, like, before, you know, I suppose... Uh, Anglo-Saxon peoples were settling in desert areas. Yeah. You know, uh, perhaps aside from, like, colonizing them. So I guess the manor would be traditionally viewed in, like, the green rolling hills of um, of Britain. But, yeah. What's I guess abbey? it is a manor. You're right. Yeah. It's a manor. Um, 
Do you have anything else on this minute? I know we're a little short here, but we're, I think there's a, a lot more that uh, gets unveiled in the next few minutes. Yeah. No, not really. This like the ending of this movie is just a bummer. Well, uh, since it is our Monday episode, I think we should continue with a tradition like no other. Um, we should give a hint for our next minute by minute uh, podcast. So far, our listeners know that it is a historical film that came out in the nineties, um, and it was award winning, as in it won like important awards, major awards. Um, I have another thing to add to it. I don't think. Uh, this gives too much away, but it gives people the ability to, you know, try to narrow things down. Uh, it's on Netflix, which is something that uh, we were never lucky enough with Tombstone of having it on a streaming service. This is on Netflix. This is not a paid ad. This is not a paid ad. But if uh, Netflix, if you're interested, Tombstone Minute at gmail dot com. Um, <laughs> we'll do our Netflix picks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just watched Oh Hello on Broadway. Wow. Laugh a minute. Only on Netflix. See? <laughs> yeah, that was good. It's not a Netflix original. Oh, it is not a Netflix original. No. <laughs> that would really narrow it down. Uh, yeah, it's not a Netflix original. Just on Netflix. Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> do, mm-hmm. do you have anything else on Minute 116? Nah. Okay. Well, we will be back tomorrow with Minute 117.